All right, you're back in the DFSR. It's an NBA podcast. It's Wednesday. It's January 25th. I am Doug Nori, the owner and operator, DFSR.com. That's dailyfantasysportsrankings.com. Go grab a free seven-day trial to our projection system, one of the longest-running in the business. Optimal lineups for FanDuel and DraftKings. Bets up there, members-only chat. It's going to get you covered for football as well. Still two more weeks of NFL if you take one week off in between the championship weekend and the Super Bowl, but it's going to cover you for optimal lineups there. MLB right around the corner. PGA, the list goes on and on. Go to DFSR.com to get started. Packed Wednesday in hoops going here. Before we get to that, I got to just, I'm going to level a complaint and then we'll get into going and get into some of the stuff to look out for here on Wednesday. But man, this season, I've been doing this a long time, been projecting NBA for the going on seven, eight years now. Who can even keep track? It's been it's closer to a decade than it is to five. So let's put it that way. And this season, it really feels like, especially middle of the season, more than any other year, we are stuck in this constant rest situation. And I'm not even like team get out there and dribble in terms of the NBA. I totally get rest. I get why teams do it. I understand you know, especially good teams looking to the future, looking to the playoffs, why you'd want to save the miles on guys now, as opposed to, and you know, have your powder dry when it comes to the playoffs. I totally get it. And at the same time, from a projection standpoint, from a playing standpoint, from a betting standpoint, there's tremendous advantages to be had from this. And if you are really dialed in and tuned in like we're doing the minutes we every team is at 240 minutes and usage is redispersed and all this other stuff like we're good to go when it comes into lineup lock and bets and everything but my god how many times this year have has it been trying to figure out a whole new team for a team that's already in the nba i mean the list is is endless it happens seemingly every single night where a team is just like, hey, all these guys are hurt. They're resting. This is just what it's going to be. And now we're going to go figure out a bunch of bench guys are going to play tons of minutes. You're going to get a weird starting lineups. And I know I sound like I'm complaining or well, I, mean, I am just am complaining. I'm not sounding like I'm complaining, but like this is just totally unprecedented when it comes to on a night to night basis, figuring out what teams are going to do. I don't know how fan, fans can't even keep track of this. I mean, that's totally impossible. If you're just a jersey wearing fan that wants to show up at the game. I totally get why this is the most tilting behavior of all time when it comes to some of these teams. And I get that some of it is injury totally. But with the back-to-backs, teams just running out all new all new starting fives, who's going to get shots, who's going to play minutes, who's even on the court for some of these teams. If you're if you're not totally dialed in, there's names you've never freaking heard of showing up and and on a night to night basis, the warriors, the other night, they sit everybody like the Celtics, Peyton Pritchard's getting the start. And you know, you're playing Sam Hauser. I know who all these guys are. So no worries there. It's just like every single night, it's like Peyton Pritchard's going to play 42 minutes. All right, here we go. Like, that's just going to be the situation. The Suns were like this forever. I know that that's an injury situation. And then you're leading to tonight where you have this probably ha- good chance. This is going to happen with the nuggets. Like, so we'll start off here where it comes to what to think about in going into this slate. Eight o'clock, the Nuggets play the Bucks. The Nuggets are coming on a back to back. The Nuggets just got Nikola Jokic back um, with the hamstring tightness. He just came back. 
He played 36 minutes in the in a win, a one point win against the Pelicans. Jamal Murray, who's still working his way back from injury, played 40 minutes. Are these dudes going to play again here on a back to back? I mean, probably not. The line suggests they won't. Minus seven bucks line right now. That is a I would call that a hedge line, like that bucks are coming into this thing full strength. And we're just simply not sure about what's happening with <laughs> with the Nuggets. I mean, now it's up to minus eight. So they're as, as I'm saying this. So there's I, this is all signs pointing to Nuggets are going to sit everybody. And so, yeah, like from DFS, is it fun? Do we get to play a bunch of cheap guys? Are we going to get to roll some of these dudes? Because they can't sit everybody. Are we going to play Zeke Naji at like really low cost? Christian Braun, if these guys end up starting. And I'm yeah, maybe Bruce Brown plays a ton of minutes. Is it fun from a trying to sort of solve the math problem before? Yeah, like we're gonna do this every night. It's cool. We've been doing this for years. It's it's all good. We're gonna figure it out, and it's gonna and we're gonna see who where some of the value is. But it is just really crazy how the NBA has started to do it. This used to be really reserved for late season or every dude on your team had COVID. Like this is like COVID times, except it's every except there's no COVID. <laughs> Like this is, this is where we are with the NBA right now is that on a night to night basis, you are in two kinds of sweats. You're in a sweat once you put your lineup in and you're watching hoops, but you're in a pre sweat before lineups even lock about what the injury situation for every single team is going to be. So there's like two sets of worries going on into this. And this is why they're an advantage. Yeah. There's still a tremendous advantage from this. Like we can, if you are not, all the way dialed in like over at dfsr we're dialed into this constantly we're in member chat we have a team of people working on this it's we're we're figuring it out on the fly we're about as quick as you can ever get when it comes to adjusting for minutes and injury and making and really getting dialed in on where things need to be with projections if you don't do this you're dead you're dead like forget your bets forget your lineups forget of all if you are not on this with a vigilant you know Batman like in the Batcave monitoring every single thing at all times to make sure that you have it good to go. You're totally, totally dead. You cannot survive in this ecosystem. NBA DFS is hard enough when everyone's healthy. Like it's still hard. The industry is great with projections. Now the industry has figured out minutes, you know, they have figured out exactly, you know, um, opportunity usage, all this stuff. Everyone's figured this out. If you are not keeping up with this all the time, you can't just be there. You can't show up 645, set a lineup, and be good to go. You can't do it. You really could never do it. Definitely now you cannot do it. Like you, it is, that is way past us. So are we looking, this is a long rant to say, are the Nuggets going to sit everyone? Probably. Are we going to be able to find value with some of these guys? Almost definitely. Like we're going to go grab some dudes at the lower end of the pay scale. We're going to end up paying for guys like LeBron, who we'll get to in a second. But man, if you're do if you're betting these days, if you're playing DFS, you got to make it. It can it can be fun, and we're all having fun with this, and it's a form of entertainment. Be prepared, be prepared that when lineup lock comes, thirty minutes before game time, an hour before game time, ten minutes, whatever, you're gonna get starting lineups. You're gonna get injury news, and it's gonna be sometimes just complete and utter one eighties. And this is where the injury is already baked in. Like there's always going to be injuries, but now you have this other piece that's just reared its ugly head this season in a huge way that these teams are going to be pivoting off of the stars and into dudes that sometimes you never heard of. Okay. Let's roll through some of the other 
uh, pieces of stuff that we want to look at. I mentioned the Nuggets and I mentioned Jokic. We're going to keep our eye on for that one. I think with the rest situation, we will have this news in plenty of time before lineups lock. I'm not really that worried about it. There is a 7 o'clock Pacers Orlando start. Um, then you get a 7.30 Brooklyn and Philly, and then you roll into 8 o'clock. I think we'll have – I think if it's a rest situation, we're going to have the Nuggets stuff ahead of time. Uh, you'll have to make sure you check over DFSR.com if, if you want to have that news. The other piece, if um, we're not going to – this is not going to be a situation – uh, with rest when it comes to the Lakers. I don't think the Lakers played the, the Clippers on uh, Tuesday night. They got run uh, 133-115. LeBron and company fall to 22-26. and 26. They are going to get Anthony Davis back uh, in the short term, so maybe there's a chance that things turn around. They traded for Roy Hachimura. Maybe he – I doubt that he moves into the starting lineup, but I think that he'll probably and help the bench unit, at least with some of the scoring, because it's basically Russ and Dust uh, when it comes to who's coming in off the bench for the Lakers. They are on the back-to-back. LeBron only played 30 minutes last night. He took 29 shots, went for 46, 8, and 7. Um, so <laughs> no problem there on the stat line. I think he plays again. The Lakers really can't afford really to rest guys at this point. They're not in a rest situation. Um, And so I think LeBron is good to go here, which is great news because in terms of spend-ups, it's going to be hard to to top him. He gets the best fantasy matchup you can get against the Spurs. Spurs are last in defensive efficiency this season. They are fifth in pace. That is the sweet spot when it comes to – um, running out guys in, uh, from a DFS angle against them. I have no problem going to LeBron here. I just think he is the spend up. I, I think that it's actually pretty easy. There are other guys um, that rank pretty well in terms of just, you know, overall points. But if you're worried about Jokic dressing, if you're worried about a blowout with Giannis because they end up playing, you know, the loser nuggets, when it comes to spending up, you know, Embiid against Brooklyn, uh, they've had some injury stuff there with him. You get, you know, Lillard going to get Kyrie. There are other guys to spend up on, but LeBron against the Spurs, it's, it's really hard to overstate um, just how bad the Spurs are, especially on defense and the Lakers are, you know, no, <laughs> no studs on the other side either. But I think running LeBron is actually pretty easy here with the rest of the guys. I you're in a funny spot because while Thomas Bryant had looked, um, like he was kind of like moving out of the rotation at times. He did end up playing 29 minutes. If he's going to run close to 30 minutes, I think you can feel pretty good about his number. Um, the Lakers beyond Le- because LeBron commands so much because Ross even off the bench commands so much in terms of usage, the rest of these guys, even like the Dennis Schraders of the world end up really becoming, you know, not all that viable on a night to night basis. So I love LeBron. Um, I think about Thomas Brown. I'm not that interested in the rest of it. And um, I think that it's, it's a nice spot to be in with him with all this other aforementioned rest, because when you can lock in someone at the upper end of the pricing tier and then deal with the rest of the stuff later or the rest of the stuff before, that's much easier than going the other way because of this 1030 start, it's really tough going the other direction where you're not sure about the high price guys later. And you have to work in a way that your lineup can work and then maybe pivot later, being able to lock LeBron in here. Um, I think ends up at least easing some of the ranty stuff that I had to, <laughs> that I had to talk about before uh, other pieces and notes, TJ McConnell, dude, just a star. I, I kind of briefly alluded to it yesterday. Those of you that are in fantasy basketball, this is not a surprise. 
He's been starting over the last couple of games. He's played 39 and 41 minutes. He triple doubled against Phoenix. He double doubled against Chicago on Tuesday, only three rebounds. What's your problem, TJ? I mean, you are a six, one guard. Let's get up onto the double digit rebounds, please. Um, but in all seriousness, if this guy's going to run 40 minutes, like we're still have not figured out what the real TJ McConnell price is, right? Like, so on FanDuel, he's 6,700, uh, that's a pretty easy play, <laughs> all things considered. On DraftKings, he's 6,000. That's an incredibly easy play. Sometimes we'll see this with guys where it the industry just can't catch up. Like, you simply can't catch up to TJ McConnell being like a mini Luka Doncic, right? <laughs> like, and it's, it, it's, I'm joking, but I'm not kind of because if these are just going to be his point and assist numbers at these prices, like, this is Doncic light. Um, like these numbers, like, and it's, and he's kind of always been like this from a, a a fantasy point per minute kind of dude. Like he piles it up for a six one guy that feels like he just kind of comes out of nowhere. This guy's got an incredible per minute rebounding rate. The assists have always been there. The points are going to get be there. So if you're getting kind of like this guy should be eight thousand something like that easily. So the, and sometimes sites just can't even bets. Like if you're looking. Um, to put in just uh, the overs, so I put in overs on uh, TJ's points and assists last night. Those were caches. Um, I think you're in a situation where you can still do it again right now. Like there's, they just can't figure this stuff out. He's actually down on some of the books right now. And I'm not even shocked by that because I think that this is where, this is a spot that places just can't, you can't, you can't figure this out quick enough. Like all of a sudden TJ McConnell is a 40 minute a game guy. Who's going to be like a double double with some rebounds every single night. Like that's going to take time for people to adjust. So I would keep an eye if, if it's, if it's less than double digit assists against Orlando and it's like 19 and a half points or less for the, um, for the over under on his props. I mean, I think you can feel pretty good about taking the over still. He's going to play big minutes. Like they're still, the Pacers are still trying to win. I know they lost a bunch of games in a row. You're not worried about rest with him. The matchup against Orlando is a good one. Like, I think this is just, a top, fine spot to keep hammering the overs on uh on tj mcconnell and i again this is where we are with when it comes to uh <laughs> when it comes to fantasy basketball want to roll through some other notes uh and things to think about right now going into this uh going in as we think about the rest of the day washington's coming on the back-to-back against houston they are already without Kristaps porzingis you know, are they going to run Bradley Beal on a back-to-back here? I'm not so sure. They're minus three and a half open against the Rockets. That makes me feel like Beal is probably playing, but I would definitely watch out for this one. If there's if the plans are to possibly rest him on back-to-backs because they're worried about his long-term health and because Washington sucks, um, like I'd be there's a world where he sits. If that was the case, Kuzma all day long. I think Monte Morris. We're feeling pretty good about even Delon Wright. Um, coming off the bench because I don't think he would start. All these guys would look to be really, really good plays. Without, with Beal in the lineup, I think it's different um, just because he commands enough usage and the rest of these guys' pricing points are not totally there. But uh, I think we're going to want to keep an eye on that situation because of the, 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 the Wizards just aren't very good, and I just don't know. They're kind of in the NBA wilderness to begin with, 21 and 26 on the season. There's really no incentive to play Beal a lot here um but he's their star whatever that's worth quote unquote um so maybe they want to run it in the back-to-back but like I said in the open 
teams, there's no incentive really for teams to <laughs> want, want to do this on anything uh, like a regular basis. Other things to just keep an eye on. OG Ananobi is still questionable. Maybe you get a pressure to Chua start uh, again for Toronto, I, mostly just because of the matchup against the Kings. It's a pretty nice spot to be in. Harden is back for the Sixers tonight against Brooklyn. We, it's been nice to play Kyrie Irving, at, you know, with this incredibly high usage. I think it's tough to run him into uh, a Philly team if that Philly team is full strength with Embiid and Harden. So I don't, I don't think that's a spot I really want to be in. I guess we'll keep an eye on what happens with Embiid if he were to sit because he's questionable as of this recording. Then um, maybe you don't run. You know, we're going to probably want to pivot into into Harden and into some of those other Philly spots. Um, but I'm not really sure uh, what that situation, how that situation uh, is going to play out. Uh, other little bits and bobs. Uh, Rudy Gobert once again is questionable. We'll keep an eye on that for the Nas Reed situation. Anyeke Kangu, interesting here, not because of him, but because. If he were to sit for uh, Atlanta, we were we had Quinn Capella at really low ownership the other night um, because when Akangu was ruled out, it was kind of just him and Collins with the you know, corpse of Frank Kaminsky backing them up. Capella did end up playing 36 minutes. OKC has been interchanging um, just an absolute round robin of losers at center over the course of the season. Mike Muscala, Kenrich Williams has played the five. G- other other Jalen Williams has paid the five. Um uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl has played the five. So like they don't have a, they don't have a center and it's kind of switches every night. If a Kongu was sat, I would probably play Capella again. I think he'd be easily in the 30 minute uh, mid thirties range. Keep an eye on that situation. Um, but I, if, if I, I like that one, because I think that people were really slow on figuring out that when a bench guy is out of the mix here, like a Kongu who actually gets real minutes, um, that a guy like it's going to be made up by Collins and Capella. And that is exactly what happened. Now Collins did not get there on his price when 11 for nine was a turnover machine. Couldn't just figure out anything in the pick and roll watching that game had me absolutely tilted, but he played 36 minutes and Capella Capella played 36 minutes. Kaminsky came in for only five. We could be really aggressive at those minutes if a Congo sat. So that's one of those little edges you want to look out for on a night to night basis. Those things do exist. When we don't run the full, you know, varsity to JV switch, um, I think there are times where the um, where the bench guys matter for the starters, and I think that's one of them. Okay, we are going to get out of here for the day. Hope that you are okay with your mental health when it comes around these NBA injuries and teams sitting everything. I, I know I sounded unhinged at the beginning. But I'm not because that's because over at DFSR.com, we've got this stuff pinned down when it comes to minutes, when it comes to usage, when it comes to opportunity, winning lineups for FanDuel and DraftKings. Grab a free seven-day trial. We'll get in there with some bets as well. We've got some sponsors coming up next week. Really, really excited about that. Some really cool opportunities. Make sure you subscribe to YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'll be back again tomorrow talking more NBA basketball.